Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so thank you, Lord. I'm so, so glad to see every one of you, and um, I'm trusting God that we're going to have a great time in the Word this, this year. And not only are we going to have a great time in the Word this year, we're going to have a great time in life this year. Amen. Amen. One of the things I'll tell you, don't let anybody steal your joy this year. Alright? Are you here? Don't let anyone steal your joy this year. Make up your mind that you will rejoice. And walk in victory in every area of your life. Hallelujah. I'm believing God for some of the biggest miracles and favor that we've ever experienced in ministry to happen this year. Are you believing with me? Amen. Let's pray and uh, we can get into the word. Father, thank you because I am anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Throughout this month, we will be having what I call the school of wisdom. And I want, to, I want you to pay very close attention because I really want to take my time this year to make sure that the things that are being taught are understood very clearly. And um, many times people fail for lack of wisdom. And it's important as believers, you know. There is the wisdom of Christ that is in us. Christ is made unto us wisdom. But we must learn how to release that wisdom into our daily lives so we can have victory. Come with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. How many of you have realized, I'm sure you you would by now, but how many of you have realized that when you get into a new year, nothing actually changes except you make some change. You realize it? You know, how many of you getting into the new year? Don't raise your hand, but I know you are here. You told yourself, well, I'm going to get up by five o'clock and pray and do my confession. Only to realize that by the time you looked at the alarm clock, it was 6.30. You realize that your body doesn't know that you've gone into a new year, right? You, your body doesn't know. Your body will still behave like the old you. Except changes are made. So, in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, Solomon said this. He says, The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. 
some translation like the King James Version says, Wisdom is the principal thing. And it says, with all you're getting, get understanding. The, the New Living Translation says, get, getting wisdom, listen to this, it says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. It says, get wisdom. Make it the most important thing in your life. With everything you want to get in life, it says, get understanding with it. Many times, people do not understand the importance of wisdom in their lives. And, because of that, they cast aspersion at opportunities to receive wisdom. If you are wise, if you walk in the wisdom of God, there will be very visible progress in your life that is undeniable. If we look back at our lives, we would realize that we are where to, we are today because of the level of wisdom we have functioned in. It says, get wisdom. Make it the principal thing. The New Living Translation says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. That's the wisest thing you can do to go for wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. The word principal thing in the Hebrew means the beginning. The first in place, in time, or in order, or rank. The first thing. That, that should be in your list of things. The first in rank should be wisdom. The first thing you should get is wisdom. You know, many times as we enter a new year, many people would rush to do so many things. Many things. Without, without acquiring the wisdom for those things first. You know, some people did not even ask themselves why they failed last year. You know, some people never ask that question. Why did this not work? They don't ask. And here people say, if you fail, try again. If you fail and you try again without improved knowledge, you will fail again. Because some people don't know why they failed. Some people don't know why they didn't make enough progress. And they still get about life with that same old deposit of knowledge. Praise God. They still go about life with that old deposit of knowledge. What's going to happen? They would fail again. Somebody say, well, pastor, it's because of these many evil spirits around me. Well, find out how to deal with them. Because they are still there. They, the evil spirits also said, Happy New Year. So you've got to find out. Are, are you still here? 
You've got to find out who you are in Christ and how to have authority over them in Christ Jesus. So, wisdom is the principal thing, is the first in place, in time, in order, or rank. That's the first thing God wants you to get. Now, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? I like a a man by Sheldon Newton, a a, a Christian author, gave four definitions of wisdom. I'll give them, but then I'll I'll give you my own definition, what what I think it is. Wisdom is divine insight concerning how we should live and what brings success. Wisdom is divine insight concerning how we should live and what brings what? Success. Number two, he said, Wisdom is God's answers and solutions to our problems. Wisdom is God's answer and solutions to our problems. If you are wiser, your life will become more productive. And, and you know the, the funny thing about life? Everybody thinks they are wise. Have you met somebody who said, I'm very foolish, I think I'm very foolish. Have you met anybody like that? Talk to me. Have you met anybody like that? Everybody thinks they are what? Wise. Everybody. Even people who are making obvious foolish decisions think they are wise. That's the problem. You will see someone, you know the decision this person is making is not good for them. But they, they still zealously make those decisions thinking, believing that they are wise. Do you realize that when the prodigal son asked the father to divide his inheritance so that he can have a portion and he went to waste it, you think, you, you think in his mind he thought he was foolish? Hey, how many of you think the prodigal son thought he was foolish? He didn't think he was foolish. He thought he was wise. It's until everything was wasted, he was now eating with pigs, pig's food, that he realized that he made a mistake. Do you think that while the prodigal son was living in the father's house, someone would have told him, I don't think you should leave? Yeah, I'm sure someone would have told him. I'm sure the father would have also said, Hey, why don't you stay? Why? Say, no, it's time. It's, it's, it's give me. Yeah, I want to go. And some people make decisions that are, you know, when you read the story of the prodigal son, it's interesting because he came back to the father. But you know, there are people who have made decisions that have wrecked their life that they have not been able to recover from. Not every mistake. Except the mercy and the grace of God You can recover from Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's say you go and smoke something now And your brain knocks off Right? You know except God intervene For the rest of your life That, that person goes, goes mental So, you, so th- that individual Might not have the opportunity to recover From that uh, smoking Decision Don't treat your life like you have a spare life. Be be very cautious. Are you hearing this now? 
Be very cautious. You're in a new year. Be very cautious of your actions. Be cautious of your steps. Ponder the path of your feet. Now, Sheldon said this, Wisdom is God's advice concerning how we should live and conduct our affairs. And I like this last one. It says, wisdom is learning how to take advantage, sorry, take, no, take the knowledge given and apply it to our lives in a walkable manner so that it benefits us and benefits the life of others. I'll say that again. That's the one I want you to get. It says, wisdom is learning. If you're writing, write this down. If this is the only one you take down, I'll, I'll be glad about that. Wisdom is learning how to take the knowledge given and apply it to our lives in a workable manner so that it benefits us and benefits the life of others. Wisdom is learning how to take the knowledge given and apply it to our lives in a workable manner so that it benefits us and benefits the lives of others. You take knowledge that you that you've been given and you put it in a workable manner so that it does what? It benefits your life and does what? Benefit the life of what? Other people. So if I want to summarize that in one phrase or one sentence, I would say wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Wisdom is what? The right application of knowledge. Can we say that together, church? Wisdom is what? Is the right application of knowledge. Now, look up. Let me explain this to you so you can understand it. Um, how many of us know traffickers in cars, right? So you've got... This is your left, right? So this is your left traffickers, Right? This is your right, right. For you now, for me, is right and and another. Now I want to go right, okay? I want to go right. I'm driving. I want to go right. Now, do I understand the purpose of the trafficator? Yes. If I want to go right, what um, what what side of the trafficator should I press? The right hand side, right? Now that's that's knowledge. That's knowledge. I know if I press this side, the trafficator will go right. If I press this side, it will go left. Now, I want to go right. And there is a car speeding right behind me at a very high speed. My speed is lower. Then I just think, let me just turn right. And I trafficate right and turn right. What's going to happen? You don't know what will happen. Huh? You will see Jesus. You're going to have an accident. Now, that accident, listen carefully now, you've got to follow me now. Was it as a result of lack of knowledge or lack of wisdom? Lack of what? Wisdom. So, this is the, this is the interesting thing. A man can be knowledgeable and fail. You can have all the knowledge and still what? Fail because you lack wisdom. What's wisdom now? The right wisdom is not just the application of knowledge. Wisdom is what? 
the right application of knowledge. Which means that certain knowledge needs to be applied at certain times. And it's only when that body of knowledge is applied at a certain time that you get a specific result. Now let's say for instance, I decide to slow down maybe few meters or few feet before I go right and I'm trafficking all the time, all the time. What's going to happen? That car behind me would also slow down or overtake. Now, it's the same action, but because it was done at the wrong time, someone met with Jesus and someone is still alive. So, I know you are knowledgeable, but are you wise? We, we put so much emphasis on knowledge. So, people go for knowledge. People go for knowledge. But then, this body of knowledge is applied at the wrong time. The Bible says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of silver in a tray setting. Fitly spoken. That means certain words should come at the right time. Let me tell you this. As beautiful as this year would be, if you apply the right knowledge at the wrong time, you will get the wrong results. So, wisdom is not so much as just having knowledge, but knowing when to apply that knowledge in a workable manner so that it benefits your life and the life of others. Your life would ultimately become a product of how much wisdom you function in and apply. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 12. And I want you to make sure... You attend all the school of wisdom. All of them. This month. Make sure you attend all of them. No. Chapter 9 verse 12. Don't forget this verse. Chapter 9 verse 12. Look at it. I want every one of us to read it loud and clear. One to go. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you alone will be AIDS. Don't ever forget that verse. If you operate in wisdom, it is for your own good. If you scoff at wisdom, you alone will bear the consequences of that decision. Ultimately, every one of us here were responsible for our lives. You see, one of the most difficult things you can, you can find yourself in is trying to change who doesn't want to change. It's, it's tough. If you are wise, you're wise for yourself. If you decide to walk in wisdom, the wisdom that God has made available, you will gain the benefit of it. But if you decide to scoff, you alone will bear the consequences. What this verse is actually saying is that you are responsible for the outcomes of your life and the consequences thereof. As much as we want to help people, Right? We cannot help them until they make the right choice. This, and I, and I told you this, I told you this at the beginning of the message. You, you pay attention to that. Don't live like you have another life. And some mistakes, you can recover from them. Some, you will recover from them, but the consequences of those choices will go with you. 
Some, you'll not be able to recover from them. Some, it'll take you more time to recover from them. Praise God. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you alone will be it. You know, sometimes I'm counseling with young people and I tell them, you know what? I'm giving you this counsel and putting this effort because I love you and I care for you. But at the end of the day, my life is already made. Are, are you hearing this now? I mean, you call a young person and you're trying to counsel them. Why don't do this? Don't do this. And they scoff at that wisdom. How does that impact you? The way you live will not ultimately affect how I eat. You realize that? Or do you think because I'm your pastor, I'll feel for you that when you don't have food, I also will starve myself because I want to, uh, I'm the high priest that bears your infirmities. I'm not Jesus. Realize this. As you are seated there, whether you are married or not, whether you have a father or not, whether you have a mother or not, you see that single chair you are sitting on, you are responsible for the outcomes of your life. If a wife makes a foolish decision, it will impact the husband to an extent, but ultimately, she will bear the consequences of that. If a husband does the same, praise God. Are you still here? If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. Don't forget that phrase. Take it as your memory verse. If I'm wise, I'm wise for myself. If I'm wise, I'm wise for myself. Yeah. Because sometimes we almost live like our stubbornness will affect other people. It's almost like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Mom says if you're wise, you're wise yourself. And if you scoff, you alone will bear it. Which tells us that both decisions have consequences. Praise God. Are you still here? Many people's lives remain stagnant because of the lack of wisdom. Many people's life remains stagnant because of the lack of wisdom. Remember what I said, not lack of knowledge. Lack of what? Wisdom. Make sure you're in church on Wednesday. I'm going to talk on, it's a healing school. First Wednesday of every month is now a healing school. But I'm going to talk of wisdom for uh, divine health. Because some people dig their own graves with the spoon. They'll take their own money and go and buy what will hurt them. And destroy their own lives. And blame God. Make, your, make up your mind this year. You're going to live a wise life. Praise God. Let's read Proverbs 14.1. I know we've read this scripture a lot. but And we see something from it. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1. I want to try as much as I can this year. That everybody gets what I'm teaching. Decided to go a bit slower so people can get it. Look at this. Have you seen that? Proverbs 14.1. What does it say? Let's read together. One to go. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Mm. When you read this, what comes to your mind? Huh? Married people. Say, go and read Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Go and read what the Bible says. A wise woman will build her own house. What about the man? So, I don't want you to look at this thing as just woman. 
Hmm? Look at it as woman and man. A wise person will build their own house. What does it mean to build a house? You read the parable of the house that was built on the rock and built on the sand. Ultimately, it's building your life. A wise person will build their house. But the foolish one will tear it down with their own hands. Can I tell you something? You ultimately tear your own life down with your hands. You can tear your marital life down. You can tear your spiritual life down. You can tear your financial life down. Or you can choose to build it. The difference would be wisdom. Your life is a product of what you're going to do with your hands. Are you going to build it? Or you're going to tear it down? It's your choice. That's where wisdom comes in. By wisdom, a man chooses to build his life gradually. To build his life gradually. Or, by foolishness, tears it down. God, so for some people, God has placed very good relationships around you. And you mess them up. Hmm? And tomorrow you look around you and you don't have quality people around you. Quality, and I mean quality. You know there are people around your life that only what they support is your foolishness, not your wisdom. They say, ah, let's go and bomb money. Say, yeah, chemo. Every time. Every time. You know, read the story of the prodigal son. The Bible says those that ate with him were not there. Hmm? Because the money he spent, he obviously couldn't have eaten his father's, spent his father's inheritance alone. Do you think so? No, there were people who spent with him. You have friends that will not encourage your spirituality. Every, every time they are around you is a carnal purpose. They will never follow you to church. They will never follow you to prayer meeting. And in your, in your mind, you are the reigning champion. Don't forget that every reigning champion has seasons. Nobody has reigned forever. Huh? No football star had reigned forever. No boxer had reigned forever. Your season will soon be over. That's why the scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, say, remember your creator when you're young. Say, because the days will come when you say, I have no pleasure in these things. So, if you don't define what enjoyment is for you, you will tear your own house down. There are many people who lose money because they want to quickly get wealthy. They just lose money. Just lose money. Because it's covetousness. Nobody builds wealth that way. And I've, and I've told you, right now in our society, you're seeing people uh, offering loans. There are, very, there are many loan companies right now. You better beware. Because we've got young people who are just starting their life with the burdens of loans. You don't know what debt is. It will tie you. Because every money you have, it will not be yours 100%. So you talk to young people now, and everybody collecting loans. Salary advance. You are, you are married. You don't have a child. You're already owing. Some people are not even married. They're already owing. Huh? 
Some people are in their father's house. They are already owing. You add everything you have in this life, everything. If they bring all your properties, everything you have, and the things you think you have that you don't really have, and they add everything together, is not half of that loan. And yet you want to make progress. How do you want to make progress? What that simply means is that you have started eating into your future that you have not arrived in. And what's going to happen? It's simple. You're going to start to look for ways to quickly pay off those loans. You will not resort to lying, to stealing, and to gambling. Because now you're going to look for something. Oh, if I put 500, it will give me 600,000. Put plus or minus, I will just pay off this one. If you had that plus or minus quickly collected, you would not have been indebted. Are you following what I'm saying? Wisdom. So, you can build your house or you can tear it down. Praise God. You can build your house or you can do what? Tear it down with your own hands. This is what I want you to see. Your life is a product of your hands. Don't blame your parents. Don't blame the government. Don't blame somebody else. Take that responsibility and say, where I am today is a product of my hands. And if I want to make progress, I'll sit down and choose to build my house. Praise God. Are you still here? Alright. Now, then, there are two classes of wisdom. Go to James chapter 3 and verse 13. Two classes of wisdom. James chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, Who among you is wise and understanding? Do you remember what we read in Proverbs chapter 4? Get wisdom and get what? Understanding. Now, what is understanding? Understanding is... Is knowing how things work. Let me give you an example. If I, let me give you an example of the car again. I have a car, right? I can drive a car. Okay? But I don't understand how a car works. Alright? All I know, my knowledge goes as far as I turn the ignition, the car is moving. I mean, it's, it's, most cars are automatic now. Right? You just put it in drive and boom, it goes. If you want to reverse, put it in reverse, bam, you're back. Pack, pack, off. If you can know that and apply it well, you can drive for the rest of your life. But if something is wrong with the car, who do I call? A mechanic. What does a mechanic know about my car? Understands, right, how the gear works, how whatever works. Are you following that now? Now, so the, 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 the thing about life is sometimes... People don't have understanding of certain things. Do you understand how uh, relationships work? Do you understand how things work? You, you've got to seek a greater understanding. Are, are you following this now? And, and that's where the Holy Spirit needs to help you so you can understand certain things. Get understanding. But let's read on. It says, who among you is wise and understanding? Look at this. Let him show by his good behavior. That means wisdom, 
will reflect in how you behave. Now, on, uh, follow this now. Your behavior is what will build your life. So there will be right behaviors or there will be wrong behaviors. But wisdom, it says, let him show by his good behavior, uh, by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. So there is the behavior that will come out of wisdom, there is the action that will come out of wisdom. Praise God. Come on, are you following this? It's a long year. So you have to walk by wisdom. If not, by the time it's mid-year, you are praying for another year to come. So you have to go with wisdom. You know, uh, 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 sometimes people come to me and sit down and, and I'm, talking, I'm talking with them or counseling with someone or somebody else or some of the young people I mentor. And they tell me, Pastor, I'm not earning so much. In, and I say, how much are you earning? They didn't tell me the salary. Then I said, okay, how long have you worked? Then they say, oh, for three years. Then I do something very simple. I do something very simple. I calculate everything they have earned for a month and multiply it by three years. And when I show them the figure, they are always amazed. Huh? Right? Maybe the person is earning something and then I show them and I said, in the last three years, you've had 400,000. They never took time to calculate it. So, because they always feel that the money is not enough, they have a behavioral pattern that it is not enough. So, they don't even want to hear of savings. They just say, ah, what can I save? Ah, what is there? It's not even enough. What, what will I be saving? But you realize that the woman who is selling fish in the markets, from her one five that she makes as profit, she's saving 200. At the end of the year is that same woman that will feed you. Do you realize people are being fed by parents who did not go to school but have wisdom and those who went to school are being fed by those who did not go to school. That's why accumulation of knowledge is not proof that you are wise. You have a mother who never went to school she went to farm. She did a few things and took care of six people. You have online course, Microsoft uh, certificate, Google data processing person. You have even done your own brand. Brand. Your name is Kenneth. You say Kenny Clo. You have everything. You are hungry. Knowledge. Huh? A hungry certified Microsoft technician. You know WhatsApp, you know Telegram, you know Signal, you know everything in this world, but you cannot feed yourself. And the woman who cannot read A fed you up on, and then by December you still go home, she will still loan you from that yam she's selling. It's, it's, it's not clear that something is wrong. That they accumulate, say, if you are wise, show it by your good behavior. That means there should be habits that show forth that this man is a wise man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I see, this is the attitude people take into marriage that has not been cured. They now leave the responsibility of running the homes and everything and everything and everything and everything. And everything. Because it's learned helplessness. Hmm? Hmm. Look at this. Let's read. 
It says, but if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. I'm going somewhere very important this morning. Follow me. The, this wisdom, which wisdom now? The wisdom that has bitter jealousy, selfish ambition is not that which comes down from above. It is earthly, it is natural, and it is demonic. I want you to pay very close attention to the beginning of the School of Wisdom session. The Bible recognizes that there is a wisdom that is earthly. That there is a wisdom that is natural. And that there is a wisdom that is demonic. Now, because when I wanted to start teaching this school, and, and the Lord began to put this in my heart. He says, see, a lot of believers are missing it. Because what believers are calling wisdom today is what? Is the natural, demonic, earthly wisdom. Natural. And that wisdom has selfish ambition. Hmm? Read a lot of books filled with what? Earthly wisdom. Natural wisdom. And so people are operating their lives just by natural wisdom. This is not the wisdom we're talking about. Look at the next verse. It says, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. It says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruit, unwavering, and without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I want you to follow something here. There are two classes of wisdom. There is the natural wisdom. That, that natural wisdom is called natural, earthly, and demonic. And you see a lot of believers trying to live by that natural wisdom. Your life is propelled by wisdom. If there's a prayer that I've been praying as we got into this year, I spent months praying, it's just wisdom. Because I look at life and I, I've summarized it. That the wiser you are, the more productive you will do what? You'll become. You earn, and it's not enough for you. Wisdom is required. Wisdom is required. Wisdom is required to manage your relationships, to manage access, to manage honor, to manage things around you, manage uh, your workspace, to manage your own life. Wisdom is required. If not, you will self-destruct. You will develop habits that will destroy your own life. You sleep all through the time as if you're, you're preparing for sleeping uh, 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 competition in Olympics. Hmm? You wouldn't read. You spend time on social media. Huh? You re- uh, I don't know how many of you watched the Future African Awards by uh, Christ Embassy. Where President Obasanjo was there and President Goodluck Jonathan. You saw that 20 year old girl from 
um, from South Sudan. What she did over the COVID period, collected over $20,000 and helped families, bought agricultural tools for families. And now she's been elected into the parliament of South Sudan. That, that, that really, um, that country got to me because we're planning to do a miracle crusade in South Sudan. 20 years old. 20 years old. She's now in the parliament of that nation. Representing youths. Why we were complaining about COVID? What are we doing? Hey, they are locking down. I beg, let's just rest or watch something. And you just loaded Netflix. 20 years old was busy collecting money to help people who had needs. The same life, the same situation. And if you go and read what the GDP of South Sudan is, you will be ashamed. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. One of the poorest countries in the world. At 20 years old. You are 27, 28, 29. There is still no direction where your life is headed. You are just grooving life. Then I want life as it gets. We are big. I want life. I'm not old. I'm young. You are 8 years. Uh, someone who is 8 years older than you is already providing solution to humanity's problem. It's not that she's rich, but by wisdom, she was able to reach out to people and become a blessing. Don't think you are young. Don't think, don't think so. You're young. Don't think you're young. Praise God. <laughs> you know, my son wanted to get dressed and then she, he wore his shoe. He wasn't, it was tight on him. So I just thought, let me try something. So I said, oh, take that. So I gave him one of my shoes. I said, check if it size you. He puts it like, I said, did this size you? He said, yes, it's my size. I said, my life is it's almost finished. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you, you're just, you just tell yourself, you are late to the party. If your son is already wearing your clothes, it's telling you that your clock is winding. I mean, even if you say, with long life, will God satisfy me? But man, the young man is growing. Soon he will still say, where the next generation needs to take over. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Time is not waiting for your foolishness. You can waste time, but time will not wait for you. And self-deception is the greatest form of deception. Don't deceive yourself. There's a quote that we got in our office during our staff meeting last year. Uh, the last staff leadership meeting we had in the office. And that quote is stuck in my head. It says, some people do one year's work hmm, in one week. Why some people will do one week's work in what what? One year. What they can do for one week, they will spread it over 12 months. That's how some people's lives are. A life that you can live in one year, impactful life, you will spread that impact in trickles over 20 years. Why some people would live 20 years' life hmm? in one year? You don't have all the time. 
Get the wisdom that is from God. So, there is the wisdom that is from the earth. What does that wisdom tell you? To be among the reigning babes, you need to use iPhone X. Is there anything wrong with iPhone X? Nothing. But is that what you should be using now? Are you at that stage of your life? Praise God. Are you at that phase? Is that what you should be doing right now? Or should you be taking your education more seriously? Should you be investing? Should you be... Are there things else you can do? Why are you wasting your time? Why is your day not scheduled? Why waste the precious gifts of another day? Why waste the precious gift of another access to touch lives? Praise God. Look at this. Jeremiah. Okay, so, let me read something from my notes, please. There is a wisdom of man that is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, and full of envy and selfish ambition. For instance, the world will tell you, your immediate happiness is the most important goal in your life. Have Have you heard that all the time? Just do what makes you happy. Even if what makes you happy is illegal and immoral, yeah. Hmm? Do whatever makes you happy. The world will tell you there's no absolute truth. And I've told you that thing. Yeah? And stop posting that, that stuff. It's not correct. Somebody writes six. He say, when you stand there, what do you see? He says, nine. Say, when I stand here, what do I see? Say, it's six. He said, hey, you are correct. I'm correct. Two people cannot be correct. Somebody wrote that in. Find out who wrote it and what did they write. If the person wrote six, then you are wrong. You see, we, we have... You see, earthly wisdom says nobody's wrong. Are, are you following that now? They say there's no absolute truth. And the, the challenge is this, is when there's no absolute truth, then people want to eradicate morality. Because what now becomes okay for me is what? It's fine. If it's okay for you, Brenda, it's fine. It, it, does that make you happy? Yeah. That's how you see people get married and just throw their wives off. Unfortunately, even in the church of today, to get married and they I just want us to be happy. Chairman. Hmm? You see, parents disobey, uh, children disobey parents. Just want to make them happy. We also just want to make our children happy so there's no discipline. That's why you see most, most, most of our kids are not disciplined. Because they become unruly. Oh, the child is crying. He's crying. He's crying. Have you ever heard that a child died from crying? Hmm? So a child is crying. You don't want the child to cry. You give the child your phone. Then he breaks the phone. Oh, oh yeah. Then you replace the screen. He breaks it again. Scripture says you shall not bring forth for trouble. <laughs> no child, there are only two, has ever broken my phone screen. I don't hide my phone. I don't say I keep it, the child will crawl. It's always there. The wisdom of their future tells them that around that property, 
give it space. As if you are playing free kick. Ten meters off. There's a force field around there. And it's the force field of Cain. I will flog, I will flog you. That even when you are old and they buy phone for you, you will go to therapy before you accept it. Break it for what? You know how long it took me to, bro- to come out of poverty? You can't send me back there. <laughs> you can't put me back there. I mean, it took me my life. Meditation on the world, discipline, saving, investment, hard work. I will now manage that finally I've decided to buy a phone for myself that's worth 80000 You now break it. I'm not the one who will give birth to you. See, ah, the child will cry. If I tell you how much tears help to stabilize my life, you know that you are not crying. It's, it's, we call it wisdom. But obviously, look at the case we had in our nation or recent or in, in the boarding school. Where young people go hurt another person to the extent of killing someone else. These are kids. These are children. To have the hearts. To have the... I mean, you do something to your fellow young man and there is no conscience, there is nothing. You would hurt another child. It didn't start that day. It started from when they will hit another child and the parents will defend them. And hit another child and the parents will defend them because evil grows. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The wisdom of this world is centered around your happiness. Sir, your happiness is not the most important thing in this world. Your purpose is. Because sometimes what makes you happy will derail you from purpose. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you, are you following what I'm saying? Do you know that sometimes what, make, what can make a preacher happy is to preach messages that are not true so that people will give money? Uh, so if I prioritize that now, do you think we'll be teaching what we're teaching? No! So what I'm trying to say, I'm not saying be sad. What I'm trying to say is that your happiness must be consistent with what? Your purpose and God-given wisdom. Are you following this now? Jeremiah 8.9 Jeremiah 8.9 It says The wise men are put to shame They are dismayed and caught Behold They have rejected the word of the Lord And what kind of wisdom do they have? Look at what God is saying He said these wise men are put to shame They are dismayed They are caught Behold They have rejected the word of God He says what kind of wisdom do they have? What kind of wisdom do they have? If you want to live an impact-driven life, you must function by the wisdom of God. Go and listen to that message I taught again. The restraint of vision. Your vision has to restrain you. Your vision has to keep you um, in a place. You see, look at this, right? A disciplined life. Always, sometimes, looks like his punishment. Huh? A disciplined life. You know? How many of you had disciplined parents growing up? It looked like they were punishing you, right? But today, when you look back, are you grateful? Huh? You know, there were parents that anywhere you wanted to go, they would allow you to go. And there were those that said you cannot leave the house. 
And then you stand by the gate. All your friends will call. <laughs> you will look. And you know those parents, they will, I mean, God gave them like six eyes. You will think that they are sleeping. As you are just about to step, I say, hey! <laughs> now come back. You know, and looking back, you say, oh no, this is too harsh, it's too harsh. But when you are old now, you now realize. Now the question I'm asking you is, in your old age, would you choose indiscipline over discipline? Now that you have freedom, would that freedom be for your own destruction? Now you have your own house. Would you use that house to study, to pray, to teach God's word? Or you will use it as a transitory base for girls? Hmm? On the way to their future, you can park here for two, three weeks. On the way to your destiny, on the way to who you want to marry, we are a holding house. We take, we take girls here, two, three weeks. Hmm? If your friends, girlfriends have issues, say, don't worry, I have one of my friends. You will not get issues at all. You will stay there. No, you, you, some, some of you, you have used your room to become a, a holding base. You issue transit visa. As people are passing, you are there. Ambassador. Hmm? Once there's crisis in any of your friend's house, girlfriend, yeah, you want to call. You say, it's a big woman matter. Wait, wait. <laughs> say, 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 I've understood women. Say, how do you understand women? I say, because the many, many of them have debts with a lot. As a consular in charge of women affairs. Hmm? Now you are old. See how you turned out. Your freedom is now for your own destruction. Now you can sleep anytime you want to sleep. Would you use that freedom to oversleep or to choose to wake up and read? Are you following what I'm saying? It's like you were disciplined. You got here. Now you are free. You've chosen discipline. Hmm? It's like our nation, right? We want independence. We want independence. Okay, now we chose corruption. We have independence. But is this obvious that there is no wisdom in, 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 in our leadership? It is. Are you following what I'm saying now? It's, it's, at, it's at every level. Ministry level. You can be a ministry you've grown. Would we use our growth to our own disadvantage? Or we use it to spread the gospel? You are free now. You have control of your time. Nobody's shouting on you. Right? Nobody's saying go and read. Nobody's saying study. Nobody's saying save. You've got a freedom. Would you use that freedom to your own destruction? Or you would use that freedom to map out your life so that more generations would benefit from the freedom that you have? Romans 1, 20, 22 say, Processing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Hmm? Professing to be wise, they became fools. That's what we see with all this homosexual agenda everywhere. Hmm? People, and you read it, say they did not want to give glory to God and thanks to God. They left the natural use of women and became lovers of themselves. It says, professing to be wise, they became what? Fools. It's, it's like you, you think you are wise without God. Hmm? 
you are a young person, to serve God is a problem. You think you are wise. You are professing to be wise. But ultimately at the end of your life, it will show. What stops you from getting committed to God? What do you want in this life? Uh, what, is, what do you want in this life that, can, that stops you from serving God with your time? With your money? Have you seen a life that God wasted, that this person served God so much and God wasted his life? What, what is the phone you're looking for? Huh? Who's, who's uh, how do I put it now? Whose conscience do you want to appeal to? One of the things I'm ever grateful for in my life is that I've never had to renegotiate my commitment to the things of the Father. Never. And every day I pray that God helps me to serve Him more and be more committed to His things, to the things He's committed, to your purpose. Children of God, we don't have all the time. We would live long, but we are not growing younger. God has given us the privilege of another year. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to still walk by the wisdom of this world? Or are we going to function by the wisdom of God? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Let me see if I can finish this up. Come on, are you getting anything this morning? Wisdom of God. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Go to verse 8 for me, please. Don't be wise in your eyes. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. God's wisdom will heal your body. You know, what I'm, 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 you know what I'm emphasizing this morning? When we talk about wisdom is the principal thing, we're not talking about the wisdom of this world. We're talking about what? Wisdom of God. Some of us are blessed by God. And to tithe is a struggle. Just to give 10% of whatever God has given to you, back to, the, to your local church, or wherever you want to give your tithe, is a problem. That's the wisdom of the world. That says, hey, I can't give to God what belongs to Him. How rich have you become spending everything you get? How wealthy have you become? Have you now, are, you now, are you the richest man in your streets now? Hmm? It looks like wisdom. And you know the funny thing? When such people run into problems, right? You know, humans are funny. They want the church to help. Hello? Hey, don't worry, even if you are the one I'm talking to, just pretend that you're not the one. If you, if you answer, people won't know you're the one I'm talking to. Huh? They will run to church that we should help, right? The question is, what are we going to use to help you? Other people's tithes. You see, you see how the wisdom is, is very sound? When you have your own money, you spend everything on yourself. Now you are in problem. You say the church will show you love. That the house of God is a house of love. Where are we going to pick the love from? From the love other people showed the church. You see, you see, always, and say, that's why, let me tell you something. That's why sometimes when you see certain churches say, you know, you raise your tight card, we can't do this. It, sometimes it looks very harsh. 
It looks very legalistic. But again, it is because of the approach of humans who would always want to reap where they don't sow. Meanwhile, when you had, you spent it all on yourself. And someone else in that same local church took a portion and brought to the church. Now you are in trouble. You say we should take from there and send to you. I remember one time this titan issue was going on everywhere. And a pastor, I wrote something. I think I, maybe I wrote something not directly related to the tithe because I usually don't talk about such stuff. And then, but he kept saying, ah, he doesn't believe in tithe. Tithe says that people should give us their lead. So one day, he ran into problems. So he inboxed me. He said, sorry, pastor, I'll need a bit of help. So I said, oh, what do you need? So he said, I have some money and everything. So I said, oh, I'm sorry, I won't be able to help you. Ah, he said, ah, please, now it's nothing much. I said, no, the money I have is, is tight. It's the money I'm paid from. It's simple now. Is it not from your tithe I'm paid? Is the tithes my church people give? That is from where I'm paid. And I've read many times, you don't believe in tithes. The money I have is tight money. Since you don't believe, you can't use it. You can't use what you don't believe in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I say I don't believe in giving money to Shirai, then you, you now, I now say, see, did I help him? No, I didn't. Was God angry? No. God was not angry. You can know God was not angry because after then I've been so blessed. Because it, you look like you are a wise man. Publicly, you're blasting something. Secretly, you want to benefit from that. It doesn't work that way. And you know what? There are people like that in your life. Who publicly will never associate with you and what you do. But privately, they want your support. It's time to tell them that season is over. It looks like wisdom, but it's foolishness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The wisdom of God puts a man over. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is inside. How do we get wisdom? Fear the Lord. Proverbs 9.10. Fear Him. Respect God's Word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me wrap up by giving you three ways we can access this wisdom. I'll just read them out to you and then you write the scriptures. Go back home and meditate on them. How can we access the wisdom of God? Number one, ask God. Just ask Him. Lord, give me wisdom where this situation is concerned. In front of ask God, write First Kings chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. That's the story of Solomon. Solomon says, I need wisdom. And God gave him. First Kings chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5 and Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 ask God as simple as it sounds it's powerful Lord give me wisdom ask him as simple as it sounds it is powerful ask God for wisdom Solomon did James said if any man lacks wisdom let him do what? let him ask God Proverbs 2 6. Number, number two, how do you access this wisdom? Make a habit of studying the Word of God. You can put up Psalm 119, verse 98. Make a habit of studying God's Word. Feed on the Word. Psalm 119, verse 98. Psalm 119, verse 98. Feed on the Word. 
feed on the word of God. Make a habit of studying God's word. Who is there? Psalm 119 verse 98. Feed on the word of God. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever mine. God's commandments will make you wise. Feed on God's word. Hey, child of God, God is giving you brand new 24 hours every day. Take 30 minutes and read his word. Read the Bible. It won't bite. Read it. Oh, I'm so busy, I don't have time. It means you're too busy to be wise. Read God's word. Let me tell you. There is no future you are planning for now that you know very well that you can plan for. But God knows the future. Hallelujah. I said God knows the future. And His wisdom can help you get into the future. The, the, number C. How do you assess the wisdom? Act on the word. Whatever the word tells you to do, act on it. It's wisdom. Whatever God's word tells you to do, do what? Act on it. It's wisdom. Proverbs 9.10 Whatever the word says, act on it. The word says, love your enemies, love them. The word says, forgive, forgive. It might not make sense to forgive, but bitterness and unforgiveness will kill you faster than cancer. Hmm? Get forgiveness out of it. Get unforgiveness out. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As you act on the word of God, you begin to walk in wisdom. Last scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, are you blessed this morning? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. I want to read a quote to you before we read this scripture. Arrow A. Torrey said this. There is more wisdom in the Bible than there is in all other literature of the ages. The one who studies the Bible will know more of real wisdom than the man who reads every other book and neglects the Bible. It says, there is more wisdom in the Bible than there is in all other literature of the ages. The one who studies the Bible will know more of real wisdom than the man who reads every other book and neglects his Bible. The, the admonition I want to give to you as we read this final verse of scripture this year, don't read too many books and neglect the Bible. It is the Bible that will make you to know what is truth in the books you read. One thing we have to tell people today, which is very sad, is that not everything in the internet is true. You know, sometimes we just say that I read it online, makes it true. Yeah? You know, it dawned on me as I was Zoom, I mean, in my school, my lecturers have to be big on us and say, hey, guys, go and read books, go read stuff that is researched. We don't want things off the internet. Uh, why? Because you, you, you can just decide to write anything and post it. And somebody else will read it and believe it. And that's how some things spread, which are not even true. Even medically. You know sometimes when you, you have some medical issues, people just go online. Which is very wrong. What do you do? Grind three cups of ginger with one teaspoon of baking soda. And, and the truth of the matter is, somebody can just decide to write how to cure XYZ to bake. And the person might just be playing. Hello? The person I just decide, what can I do? I just write two baking soda, one charcoal, this one, and you say, I read it. I read it. The person can even just write his name. So, 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 MD. Something, something, hospital, New York. Hospital that does not exist. 
You just say it's from New York. I read it. And then you just chop baking powder and, 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 then, and, then, and then you just realize that you now have another sickness in the one you are trying to cure. I don't know people just go online and just read stuff. Huh? God have mercy. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Funny enough, even people who are educated, who went to school, huh? <laughs> Brendan, they just read. They think the solution to everything is go-go. Say, you have to check go-go now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, sorry, I forget. <laughs> Say, four baking powder, one charcoal, two pepper. And they are just, I mean, I'm telling you, if you think I'm lying, try it. Go and write something and put it on a blog. And come back many, one year later, you see 200 views. Somebody out of that 200 would have practiced that thing. That's why if you are, if you are an academic person, you would always know. If you have done academic work at master's level, not at, at master's level, they will tell you that you can't take things off the internet that are not properly researched. Let's leave that for another day. Deuteronomy 4, 5 to 6. See, I have taught you status and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do thus in the land where you are entering to possess it. Look at verse 6. So keep and do them, for that is your wisdom. Keep and do them, for that is your wisdom and your what? Understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this, is, this, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Look at what Moses said. He says, if you keep and do God's word, it's your wisdom and understanding. So when Proverbs says, wisdom is the principal thing, in all you're getting, get understanding. You know what he was trying to say? Get the word of God and do it. That's wisdom. What's the wisdom concerning my finances? Read the word of God and do it. What's the wisdom concerning my marriage? Read God's word. Whatever I tells you to do, do it. What's the wisdom of God concerning whatever? The word of God. And he says, if you do this, he said, people will say, this great nation is such a wise and an understanding nation. Even in the natural, what has made Israel a very prosperous nation is because they keep God's word. Yeah? They are in the desert, but they are very prosperous. Surrounded by Hmm? But the truth of the matter is that Israel is not a dependent nation. They are not dependent on any nation in that sense, naturally. The wisdom of God has actually made them to flourish in the desert. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful brand new year that you've given to us. We thank you for the wisdom that's locked up in your word. We thank you, Father God, because we know we're going to make the right choices and this year will be a glorious year for every one of us. We thank you that this word is in, engraved in our hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.